from Exodus, second chapter, verses one through 10. Let's talk about a mother's love. A mother's love, amen. A mother's love, a real mother's love, amen. You know, sometimes we allow a misinterpretation of things to enter into our spirits. And when we talk about a mother's love, we are talking about going that extra mile to the extent that their offsprings have every advantage they can have. Am I right? Uh, they want to make sure that the legacy continues. Amen. And, and see, a mother's love also includes tough love. It's tough love. You know, uh, having three children of my own, my children have a relationship with their daddy, they also have a different relationship with their mother, but it all comes in together. Amen? Uh, now, if something happened to their mother, there they go. I could be on my last breath. But when they go in the gear, they rally. Amen. But it's something about that physical relationship that children have with understanding because I had a mother. Amen. I had a mother and I knew how I felt about my mother. Amen. And then I knew how I felt about my father. I learned to realize that uh, everyone don't have the same experience. See, some people don't even know what a loving mother is. So we have to talk about it concerning what it should be. And that will help them kind of nullify all of those strange things that they have conjured up in their own mind, read on the internet, watched on TV. This is how it should be. Like every child don't have a nurturing father. So that's why we have to talk about it to explain how it should be. We say, well, my daddy, my daddy, my mother wasn't like that. Well, uh, again, it is what it is. But don't pass that lack of understanding down to the generations. Amen? Therefore, when we experience love, God is love, and you can't love except you have some of God in you. Because you can't give what you don't have. Am I right about it? We're not talking about those mothers that take their children to the fire station and abandon them. We're not talking that, that those mothers that put their children on a doorstep for something to be found. Amen? Although we're going to talk about a mother today that's seemingly cruel, but you got to understand the whole picture of this. Amen? You say, well, Pastor, look like uh, Moses' mama just, no, Moses' mother didn't abandon her. 
sometimes we have to let our children go so they can mature in life. Oh yeah. And it's, it's not easy for either parent, but it's difficult for a mother. Somebody ought to say something. It's difficult for a mother to, to say, get out of here. Amen. Now, again, that ain't because you don't love them. That's because you do. Amen. So, so therefore, we're going to talk about a mother today that really loved the Lord, first of all. Okay? See, here's the thing about it. God gives you strength to let go. Amen. I, I remember when all our children went off to college, uh, I, I was happy as a, as a road lives across the road. But mama had a harder time. There go my baby. Yeah, my baby's a girl. I'm your baby. I'm your baby. Now, you just love on me, and we'll miss them together. Amen. But, but it, it's a different thing. It's a different type of an attraction. It's a different type of relationship with a child with their mother. Because you think about how many children grow up with just their mother. Because the father was a rolling stone. Or the, fa or the father passed away early in life. Or just left. Amen. And the child don't see that nurturing that should go on between mother and father. A child learns how to love through that experience. Amen? But see, everybody doesn't have that experience. Amen. My children saw me kiss and embrace. You know, they crack jokes and talk about, go get a room. <laughs> okay, that, that's what they talk about, you know. And, and then sometimes we say, this is our room. You in our room. But, you know, they learn how to be jovial and joke-cracking like their parents. Because, you know, we, we, we tease each other. We're not sensitive. <laughs> Amen. But again, again, we're getting ready to talk about a special mother here. You got to understand, in this part of time, uh, 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 Pharaoh had changed in Egypt. The Bible said there came there arose a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph. And Joseph was one of the twelve brothers of the house of Israel. And Joseph had been promoted to prime minister of Egypt. But there arose a Pharaoh. You know how you can be on top of your job, going up the corporate ladder, and here come a new CEO to try to make you a janitor. Uh, uh, that's happened to me. And I just took it as a sign of, it's time to, it's time to go. 
Amen. Well, this is what happened in Egypt. This is what happened in Egypt. So, the more, and you're going to laugh on this, the more that he put pressure on the Israelites, the more children they had. Now, go figure. Pressure will make you seek out release. I'm trying to keep it G. I'm trying to keep it G. We got children. But the Bible said, all you have to do is just read it. The more he put pressure on them, the more children they had. To the point that he got intimidated. He said, now these folks are going to grow up and they're going to overthrow me one day. So we got to curve this. Come on in, people. I need to talk to you all. Bring the midwives in. Those are the women, the Hebrew women, okay, that help assist the expecting women in childbirth. Okay? And the king told them, he said, now, every girl child, let them live. Because it's just not, it's not life in just a female. But every boy child, kill him. Kill him. Because you let the boy child, the boy child going to bring some seeds. And the seeds going to grow up. Well, well, let's look at this a little bit deeper. They went back. And the Bible says they ignored the Pharaoh's wishes. And they let the male child live. What we picks up here is they hid him for three months. His mother was named Jacobed and his daddy was named Amet. They hid the child because the order was out. Okay? The assassination was out. Kill him. Now, they hid him for three months and he was getting to the point that he was probably crying a lot and bringing attention and they was having to do, you know how much attention you have to give to babies. You know mothers. They require a lot of attention, a lot of nurturing, a lot of pampering to get them to the point that they can start feeding themselves, changing themselves, and so forth and so on. So Moses' mother okay and I can just hear her in a sanctified imagination in my sanctified imagination that she went to her husband and said say, baby we're going to have to do something if we leave our child here it's a death sentence on his head so we're going to have to find a way to put our child in the hands of the Lord how many mothers today have had to put your children in the hands of the Lord. I should have got more amen than that. And if you haven't, just keep on living. Your time will come. And that's not the easiest thing to do. I just said it's easier for the father to say okay than the mother to say okay. That wasn't easy for her to make. 
So she got a basket, she weaved it out and said he pitched it. In other words, they took clay that was normally used for making bricks. You know, that's what, that was their daily job to gain straw and to make bricks to build Egypt. So what did they do? She pitched it. In other words, made it waterproof. We pitch, and it's made of prayer and faith. Prayer and faith will enable your children to float down the river. It'll do it. I, I don't know about you, but I'm glad I had a praying mother. How you know she prayed? Because the stuff that should have happened to me didn't happen to me. She prayed for me. And every parent needs to pray for their children. Now it gets to the point sometimes uh, the fellowship, it gets broken. But the relationship remains the same. What you mean, Pastor? Your child can go out there and rob First National Bank. Your fellowship has been broken because you're mad. But that's still your child. That's where it is with God. God, the, Jesus, he, our fellowship sometimes gets a little rocky because we don't do his will and his way. But we still his children. And so he has, sometimes he has to discipline us to draw us back into the right path. Has anybody ever been disciplined by the Lord? Some of you lying. Or you didn't recognize it was from the Lord. Even some of the stuff you did on your own, that was discipline. You got in trouble, that was discipline. It didn't kill you, that was discipline. Anything that doesn't kill you, is discipline. Amen? So she pitched the tent. She's pitched the, not a tent, but she, she pitched the basket and made it waterproof. And she placed her child in the basket and she told her daughter, now you walk along the banks and you see where the river takes your brother and my child. Therefore, one of the maids came and saw the child. And the Bible said, she told Pharaoh's daughter, and Pharaoh's daughter recognized the child and called to her maiden, not knowing that was Moses' sister. So she said, go find a Hebrew, go find a Hebrew woman. To, you know, come on, come on, come on. Mothers know it's all through nature. A child can detect mama. If you go and look at some horses, some cows, they always, they don't gravitate to everybody. Even a cow won't even let a calf nurse unless it's there. It's all through nature. And don't you think your child don't know your smell? So just a woman couldn't do this it had to be 
a special woman. But God had already put provisions in place. So she went back and said, Mama, look, guess what? Pharaoh's daughter found, found our brother, and she, took, and she has told to go find a Hebrew woman that could nurse Here's a woman that had a problem, not a problem, but a concern in letting her child go. But now they are coming and seeking her out to nurse her own child and get paid for it. Somebody ought to say something. Got paid for it. There it is right there in the scripture. Got paid for it. And she nursed him. I don't know how long, but you know how long it takes to wean the average child. I had to put that qualifier because, see, some of us don't want to get off the tip. Uh, you, you, you can be 50 years old and still on the tip. So it took a little while to nurse and then wean them and then brought back to Pharaoh and daughter and Pharaoh's daughter raised Moses as her son. Now, let's see what happened, okay? How did Moses know his mother? It's instinctual. It was just like salt and pepper. It goes together. Amen? And she gave him up. Now, 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 I know it was hard letting go. We have to let go at some point. We are just, my wife and I, we're just blessed. All three of our children are here. All three of our grandchildren are here today. God has blessed us. That's not bragging. That's a fact because I can have all of them stand up. But again, hopefully, hopefully, they have learned something on the way and have started to assimilate it in their lives. And we all make mistakes. We all gonna go through trial and error. You know, they need a pre-mama and a pre-daddy's seminar uh, before you even try to have, some folks don't need children. Everybody don't need children. Am I right? But see, the first one, and then you gain more experience with the second one, and by the third one, you just throw them in the tub and say, wash yourself. Yeah, you, 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 you comfortable by then say, oh, but, but that, that first child, you're just so overprotective. Don't, don't breathe on them. Don't, don't look at them. Don't touch them. And by the time you get to that third or fourth one, take them. <laughs> Can I get an amen somewhere in here? Therefore, letting go wasn't the easiest thing to do. As you see your child float down the river. Floating down the river. Now you got two children left. You had Aaron and you had uh, uh, the sister. 
But it doesn't make any difference how many children you get or have. Every child is your only child. See, if you just have one child, you don't understand that. Every child, if you have three, five, or ten, God forbid. <laughs> Every child is the only child. As they come and go, and they come and go a lot, we treat every child as though they are the only child. It has to be like that. Am I right? So, letting go. Now, again, to let go, you got to have faith. You got to have faith knowing when you step back, God steps up. You got to have faith to let go. You, you, you can't, uh, well, I'm, I'm, you might let go, but you're weary, you're weary, and you're just completely frustrated. I'm talking about letting go, having faith in God, having peace, to know that he's going to take care of them, he's going to watch over them. We can't stay up 24-7, what? No, but God neither does he slumbers, and he always knows what's going on. So, Lord, take care of my child. Watch over my child. In some cases, bring my child back home. Have to have faith in God to do that. Well, a lot of folks do it. Yes, they do. But they get on medication. They wear it all the time. It disrupts their lives. So, Am I right about it? It's hard to let go. And then you got to have faith in God. Well, well, embracing, just think about it. They had to uh, uh, show their love incognito. In other words, they, they, it, didn't, it couldn't have to be. Uh, Moses grew up to be in line for the Pharaoh's position. And so it's hard to say, that's my son, and I can't go up to her and hug him. Just think about it. That's my son, but I can't show my affection towards him. Because we're in two different worlds. So it's hard. But think about it. When you have faith in God, somebody ought to say something. When you have faith in God, you anticipate your child coming home. I said, when you have faith in God, you anticipate. He said, God's going to bring my child back home. Just like the prodigal and that father. The Bible says how that boy went out there and just let his hair down and just, mm. When you get home, look up wildest living. It doesn't leave anything out. If it was such a thing, he, had, he was smoking weed, he was doing crack. Buying prostitutes, lying, pardoning. That's what riotous living means. Didn't leave anything out. Although that boy went through all of that, the boy had enough in him to come to himself. Make sure while your children are at home, you put enough into them. So one day they'll come too. 
Make sure they come to them. They will. But you got to put something in them. And see, come back, they didn't have a self to come back to. Uh-oh. You, you, uh-oh. But nevertheless, keep on praying. Keep on trusting God to do the impossible. Because he can. Won't he do it? Can he do it? Will he do it? He will. Bring him back home. He, he brought Moses back home. Yes, he did. And Moses grew up to be a great man. A Hebrew child. In line for the Pharaoh's position. But one day, he was exposed. When you... He's on the Lord's side. One day you're going to be exposed. We got too many folks trying to live incognito. They claim to be a child of God, a Christian, but they don't act like it on the outside of the church's walls. Am I right about it? You're going to get exposed because, see, when light goes into darkness, darkness flees. What you're saying, Pastor, if somewhere you're going to is dark in actions, uh, habits, you walk in, they try to hide stuff. Why? Because light has showed up. Have you ever moved into a house with roaches? Or have you ever developed roaches while you were living in a house? Because normally when you turn the lights, roses, you know, I told you about a story. We moved into a house. It wasn't obvious during the day that it was infested with roaches. Some the, the previous people that lived there was nasty and had roaches. And so we came into the kitchen one day and just turned on the light. Roaches just sitting up there. Look, we have new visitors. The roaches had been there so long, they had taken up residence. And we went to war. By the time when we moved out, we were roach-free. One reason is because we didn't take no, want to take no roaches with us. So that's why the light, when you go in, the light. They always tell you just too old. You just, we can't have no, we just, you, you just, and, and this was in college. You just too old. You don't never want to, no. Y'all are silly. And I'm trying to get back home. Some of them didn't make it back home. So it's hard embracing what you once had to let go. But as I close, God let Go of your son. God knew what was in front of Jesus. He knew the, the anguish and the pain and the suffering that he was getting ready to face. He knew. And if you knew your child was getting ready to go down such a dark road, it would be hard to let go. But God loved us so much that he let go his son. But guess what? The comforting thing was, he knew that his son was going to stay gone. 
Somebody ought to know this morning that your child is not going to stay gone. If they, they may act crazy, they may talk crazy, but put the Lord on them. God will bring them back home. Am I right about it? God will make the difference in their lives. So God let go of his son one day knowing what was in front of him. He knew that his son, can't you hear him hanging from the cross and say, Father, I commend my spirit to you. And commend means temporary. If commends mean just holiness. Holy, because in three days, I need you to give it back to me. Why do I say give it back to him? Jesus died. Am I right about it? And a dead man can't resurrect himself. The Bible says God raised him from the grave. Am I right about it? He gave back what he was holy. Am I right about it? See, so often we do like the prodigal, uh, uh, he want all of it, but his father was wise enough to just to give him a piece. Just give him a nut to, so he'll learn something. But his, his son asked for all of it. Give me that portion that falleth to me. And daddy said, no, no, no. You don't have living experience. So I'm going to give you a, just enough. So you'll have something to come back to. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't going to give you everything when you leave. But I want you to have something when you come back. Because I'm expecting you to come back. So I know whose hand I'm putting you in. Yeah. Yeah. And I know his power. And I know he won't forsake me. He won't disappoint me. If I really let go and step back, God will step up. Many times we in the way of God blessing our children because we won't step back. We're always trying to save them. Always trying to catch them. Let them fall on a rusty, dusty. God won't let nothing happen to them. When you let go right, God will bring them back home. Yes, he will. I said, yes, he will. And I'm so glad today that we have an example in the word of God that shows us a real mother's love. She got what she asked for. First of all, she was able to have a child escape uh, the horror of being destroyed. And then I know she didn't say goodbye forever. She had the faith to realize uh, that God was going to bring him back home. In fact, he's going to come back better than he was when he left. Somebody ought to pray this morning. I said when you let them go the right way, they'll come back better than they left. Because life has a way of teaching you something that you don't want to learn at home. Am I right about it? If they go out there and make a wreck of their life, the system will take care of that. Am I right about it? But you don't want them to be lost forever. 
And God will take care of that. Ain't he all right? I know he's all right. So I'm glad that God thought enough of us to let go. I'm giving you my son. In other words, I'm giving you a piece of me. My son is going to take sin away. He's going to fulfill the law. He's going to make it possible for you to come back to the Father. And I am glad that Jesus came down through 42 generations. Am I right about it? He came on down and born in a city called Bethlehem. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes. You got to understand what swaddling meant. Swaddling was soft rags called milk rags to wrap the young baby's arms and legs so they would mature straightly. And swaddling was also death rags. They were used to prepare a body just before the funeral. What are you saying, Pastor? When Jesus was born, he was made prepared to live and he was made prepared to die. Ain't God all right? Yes, he is. He came down and died on a rugged cross, put in a barbary grave. But early, somebody shout early. Early, Sunday morning, he got up. I said, he got up. He got up. I said, he got up. Didn't the Lord get up? With all power. Somebody say all power. I'm glad they said all power because we can get messed up in a lot of stuff. And you need all power to pull some of us out. All power. All power. Not some power. Not a little bit of power. But all power was given unto him. I'm glad that he's coming back again. Am I right about it? Coming in the air. Riding on a cloud. Riding on his own power. Looking over to the graveyard. Where dead saints are resting. Come blessed are ye my father. Dead folks start coming out of the grave. Who had believed in Christ. Looked over to the live saints. They will start changing in a moment at the blink of an eye and we'll be caught up I said we'll be caught up we'll be caught up caught up caught up oh, caught up going home with Jesus ain't he alright don't fool me this morning Ain't the Lord all right? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's a wheel. Spinning in the middle of a wheel. He's a horse. Pouring in the valley. He's a bright and morning star. Ain't he all right? 
I hear you. Ain't the Lord all right? He's all right. Is there anybody in the building? Know the Lord's all right. If you know he's all right, wave your hand. If you know he's all right, stand to your feet. Say, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Lord good, ain't he merciful? Ain't the Lord merciful? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, oh, I know he's all right. My, 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 what love to give his life for us. What love? to keep watch over us. What love to provide for us. What love to not to forsake for us. Ain't he, ain't he all right? Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, I need to tell you something. I want you to listen real close. God is good. Touch three people. Touch three people and tell them God is good. I say God is good. I say it's good. I say God is good. Ain't it good? Somebody say, increase. You'll say to your child, you weren't acting like this before you left. Something done got a hold of you. Change your disposition, change your outlook. And then your next response is say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. 
or you love me? You told me that you are love. Now I know from experience because he watched over you when each one of us were wayward God brought us back to ourselves ain't he good happy Mother's Day Amen.